1: You're listening to The Farm Report. This is Jack Inslee. I'm here with Heather. I'm in. Hello, Heather.
2: Heather from Heritage here. And sitting to my right, we've got Bridget Sweeney here from the Animal Welfare Approved Program. We're very happy to have her in studio with us today. Hello, Bridget. Hi, guys. It's awesome.
1: We always do phone interviews, so it's a privilege to have somebody sitting in the studio with us. And I have an adorable kitten on my lap who won't leave. Um, tonight at Roberta's is the Six Point Craft L's five-year anniversary the event is going to be huge. Tickets are sold out, but, I mean, if you
2: get the urge to
1: roll through and see see what can happen, uh, it might be worth it. Yeah. So that should be really cool tonight.
2: Definitely. And
1: we'll be recording it all night. I don't know if anybody out there heard the Liberty Science Fundraiser uh, recordings, but they were pretty wild. So oh. this should be
2: there was some content in there that if you have not checked through our archives you gotta find that Heritage it's under the Heritage Network specials and listen to that night Joe Bastianich was here to talk Um, me and Darren from um, the show that we have on Mondays the Snacky Tunes we bantered for about 40 minutes with different farmers cheese producers people were just in and out all night long we prank called a few people I mean it was just too much fun so tune in tonight all night Um, we got Shane Welch on the turntables here, he'll be DJing. Yeah, He's uh, the master brewer of six points, so you're in for a real treat if you tune in all night tonight at heritagedradonetwork.com
1: And I've been told they're debuting double sweet action.
2: Yeah, there's some serious special heady brews that yeah, will be it's here gonna tonight. Be nice.
1: It's going to be very nice. So yeah, things at at radio have been crazy. The event should be good. Um, For those listening who are not familiar with our other programs, I wanted to let you know that uh, Tuesday would be a good time to tune in because we've got the Ghetto Funk Power Hour with Binky Tight. an hour-long explosion of... Charged Funk, Soul, 45s mostly. It's great. So definitely tune into that. And uh, tonight, Rachel Wharton will be on after us at 6 o'clock from Edible Brooklyn, Edible Manhattan. And that's a show totally worth tuning into called Brooklyn Eats. And uh, we do broadcast 24 hours. So hit that play button and see what pops up.
2: And as always, you can call in live at uh, 718-497-2128 for any questions you may have, especially throughout um, this next half hour. So um, let's get started. Yeah. This week um, was really um, interesting at Heritage Foods USA, our sponsor today, by the way. Um, basically, we are, um, you know, as we as some of you may know, a wholesale and a retail business. I, Heather Hyman, run or am the director of mail order. So my storefront happens to be our homepage, which is www.heritagefoodsusa.com our home page got its first real professional design makeover so I'm really excited about that I hope all of you at home listening will go in check it out let us know what you think um, you can become a fan on our Facebook page you can follow us on Twitter at tw- um, twitter.com slash heritage food USA um, and we'll be uh, announcing lots of special news exciting things to come because come March 15th we are going to be announcing some serious changes in the way um, the heritage program has worked in our online auto management system Ides of
1: March, it's going to be intense It's
2: going to be, a lot to look forward to
1: Cool, so now we're sitting here with Bridget Sweeney From Animal Welfare Approved And it's really nice to have you again Um,
2: Bridget, the last time Bridget was here By the way, let me just mention This studio was not a studio No The last time Bridget was here, this studio Was just two shipping containers with nothing in it And a bunch of guys hanging outside With planks of wood Is that what you remember it looking like? Yeah, it was pretty scary because it was my first uh, experience with a nail gun. I've never (laughs) met any of you before. Yeah, Bridget, actually, she did. She was one of the people that helped us a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And (laughs) so she was like, someone take this nail gun away from me, please.
1: We need like a wall of fame. You know, anybody who hammered a nail in here needs like their name. Or, or anyone that,
2: you know, made it so that our electricity sparked and, you know, blew out. But we won't <laughs> mention any names on that one.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. So how did you get here in the first place? What, what brought you to Roberta's? Um...
2: The first time? The
1: first time, yeah.
3: Oh, well, I was on a conference call with Patrick, mm-hmm. and we were talking about this event we were doing for the food bank for New York City with um, we're bringing in the heritage breed turkeys from Good Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And he just said, why don't you come down? We're trying to build a radio station and you know, hop on the L train. So
2: somehow I agreed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now she actually resides right around here. Is that true? Yeah, I'm over on Grattan and Verick. Nice. I'm a Bushwick local. Awesome.
1: Awesome. So let's let's just take a quick break so we can get right back into it with the nuts and bolts here. Um, again, you're listening to the Farm Report on the Heritage Radio Network. Uh, one more time, call in at 718 497 2128, and we're going to be right back with Bridget Sweeney, who will tell us all about Animal Welfare Approved. Yeah, yeah.
2: You're back listening live at 5. Heritage Farm Report every Wednesday on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Heather from Heritage here with my co-host.
1: Jack Inslee.
2: And we're here with Bridget Sweeney of Animal Welfare Approved.
1: So, Bridget, why don't you tell everybody, who I'm sure they're all confused, what Animal Welfare Approved actually does.
3: Well, we are a free certification for uh, family farmers, for all pasture-based and range-based family farmers. Okay. And so we have um, species-specific standards for each um, farm animal. Mm-hmm. And so farms will go on the website, look at, there's like 20 pages of standards that they'll go through. It's really specific. And they can apply online. And uh, then we'll make an appointment to go out and audit the farm.
1: And that's Free. Totally totally free.
3: free. Farms aren't charged a thing. So
1: you have no excuse to not be signing up for this. Totally free. So now you guys are going to the farms and then what from there? The slaughterhouse, the processing facilities as well?
3: Exactly. Yeah, we have to audit the slaughter plant in order for the, the products to be sold. I mean, this isn't the case. If it's eggs, we're not worried about that. But if it's for a meat product, we have to go to the slaughter plant.
2: Now, one thing that I wonder about is if a farm is raising more than one thing, like, say, cattle, sheep, and pigs, I mean, does that change everything? In
3: terms of how we certify them? Mm-hmm. Well, a farm can apply for all the species on their farm, or they can apply species by species. Mm. So it, it's up to the farm how they want to do that.
2: And so
1: the species guidelines don't get broken down then into breed or anything like that? It's just the species? Exactly. You know, it's the species. Got you.
3: I mean, we, we promote breeds that will be able to thrive outdoors. You know, I mean, we work with heritage breeds, of course. Right. And- and um, we had a grants program last year that one of the initiatives was to improve genetics on the farm. And so that obviously had to cool. do with the breeds.
2: And now when you say you want to improve genetics on the farm, because for me personally, I know working with Heritage, that's one thing that I would say is like the biggest threat to like farmers in the future of farmland is like, you know, the lack of breed diversity. So who in your organization or, or what within your organization can you do to help them with this breed genetics and all that?
3: Well, I mean, the technical team works with the farmers and I think, you know, looks for the, the breeding associations to work with. And, um, you know, one of the grant initiatives, people are dealing with you know, hatcheries. And so they're bringing in those breeds and promoting those breeds that way.
2: Um, now, does the um, ALBC, the American Livestock Breeds Conservancy, work with you guys at all? In regards yeah, to that? I, I
3: believe so. I mean I know that um Emily, uh, who's our Southeast Emily version of Lancaster. me. Yeah, she she works with them and she's been to you know, the A L B C conferences.
2: Definitely. Yeah, I know. I'm, I saw Emily Lancaster last year around this time at the Georgia Organics Conference, which I'll be attending again next weekend. Cool. So I'll be able to come back next Wednesday, give you all a report on how that uh, conference went. Cool. Carlo Petrini, actually founder of Slow Food, not just here in the States, but in Italy um, and all Slow Food will be there. And it's the keynote speaker, whereas last year is Michael Pollan. Mm-hmm. So we will have lots to report on. Is he going
1: to be speaking in Italian?
2: Um, I hope not because then I won't really be able to understand. I know
1: Nicole Taylor, host of Hot Grease, will also be going down there and she'll be doing, uh, I think she's interviewing Will Harris of White Oak Pasture.
2: Yeah. Who's
3: animal welfare approved. Awesome. He most
2: certainly is. He is awesome. He actually, um, you know, has his processing plant on his farm. So he has like, you know, the least amount in his production chain from getting the product to the consumer. He's amazing. He's so hysterical, too. He's so funny. Oh, he's, he's awesome, good. for sure. And he's actually been a sponsor on our network, too. He has, yeah. Good so, guy. thanks, Will Harrison White Oak Pastures. I want to take
1: one step back and just explain, you know, what animal welfare proved. Uh, what, what does it mean? It means that these animals are raised humanely and cleanly. You know, could you give us a small yeah.
2: breakdown? like really? why what do farmers means? want to come to you for that certification? What is it? What benefit does it give the farmer?
3: Well, once our firm's in the program, and we really promote them like crazy. And mm, okay. um, you know, I mean, the first thing is that we'll provide them with labels, and they can put them on the the product itself. And some some just put them on by hand or we can help them with the USDA labeling so it's oh, right, automatically put on as
1: well, well cool.
3: we we help them with the application okay. and de- you know a little design of the label and all of that um, right. and so that's one thing because more and more consumers understand what the label means and they're really looking for it I mean all over our Facebook people are like where can I find this product and sure. so we can tell them where to go or we also have a database on the website where you can put in your state and the product you're looking for and all of the farms oh, um, cool. all the farm supermarkets farmer's markets restaurants that have those products will come up that's amazing so what website is that Uh, www.animalwelfareapproved.org awesome and
1: i know that's not awa.org because it brought me somewhere totally different so spell it out if you're interested
2: Yeah, so that's a green and blue label that you're looking for. Brand recognition, I mean, it is awesome that you have um, the sticker so that people can know to look for the, you know, animal welfare-approved products, definitely.
1: It's cool, too. I mean, what I've been noticing, uh, you know, running the station and being here is that it's becoming very trendy and popular, more popular than it used to be to be a vegetarian, to find good meat. And not just any meat. It's not cool to just eat meat, but it's cool to eat The meat that was brought here, you know, the the traceable meat, the sustainable meat. So, this sticker can really uh, let you guys know what you're looking at and, uh, you know, if it's the right product.
3: And, yeah, you're promoting the best farmers, but you're supporting them when you buy those products. I mean, that's why I started working for Animal Welfare Proof because I found out about the program and I wanted to find the product. I was interested Mm. in what they were doing. So,
1: awesome.
2: Now, I wonder, you said you had a technical team. Um, How many people are involved? Like, how many employees does American Welfare, I mean, does that? animal welfare approved program employ? I think
3: now we're probably up to about eighteen or twenty people because we have we have full time staff, but then we also have our technical team is you know made, part of it's made up of the auditors who are all over the country because you know some of them right. are veterinarians, like that's their the main part of their life and then they'll be sent out to the farms in their area or they're animal science professors or they're full time farmers that's themselves.
1: Incredible. That's crazy. And you guys are based here?
3: uh just me just you i'm the new york city person but um our offices our main offices, in uh virginia okay Virginia.
2: Cool. okay so you guys used to be in dc for some reason well i mean
3: they're close to d but they moved to alexandria oh yeah. nice
2: um so i was just noticing that you guys have been like crazy on twitter and facebook as of late i mean is this a new thing
3: uh, it's relatively new well i guess we've been on facebook for about a year and maybe twitter for about Six, eight months Yeah,
2: because I've been Following you a man, I mean You have been like Twittering and Facebooking nonstop. I mean, grass-fed beef conferences I mean, there's uh, a lot yeah. You guys have going on Are you just sending Representatives everywhere All over the country All the time To it's Emily back? and I That's great <laughs> Well, and um, Well, I guess Andrew He went to
3: the AGA conference And uh, Andrew in
2: is He's one of the directors He's of our of the program, program director
3: Yeah
1: I'm sorry, well, what was the AGA conference?
3: Oh, American Grass-Fed Association okay. Conference And cool. we actually Actually, we do their audits as now, well.
1: I have a question about that. Um, when, <laughs> I guess, the people attending the American Grass-Fed Conference, does that, that must mean grass-fed from the beginning to the end, right? Does, or does that include...
3: In order to be AGA, you have to, it has to be 100% grass-fed. 100%, right. Yeah.
1: Because I know a lot of people say they're grass-fed and then corn-finished and all that, but that doesn't...
3: Right, not, yeah, for AGA, it has to be 100%.
1: Cool, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I got a chance to taste the ancient, the white, ancient park white park cattle and man i have never had a burger like that and i'm not even good at making burgers but it was like you don't
2: need to do anything no. we have been having taco tuesday with my friends for like the past <laughs> two weeks with these with this ancient white park ramp i mean i when i tell my friends we are not putting seasoning on this taco you can choose to put your yeah. sauce on at the end i'm like it does not need a thing and everyone agrees yeah i mean because you are tasting what this with these animals are eating yeah exactly I mean, it's really it comes down to that and it's totally delicious and different
1: There are definitely still some people that are stubborn and sticking with um you know the well they're not used
2: to it right their whole life they've been eating corn fed cattle yeah and there have been tastes we had some taste tests over the summer where
3: the the animal welfare approved burgers won over the the, yes
2: that's what we like to hear
1: mystery meat
2: yeah Uh, exactly yes definitely so what exactly is your position with the animal welfare approved program Well, it
3: varies. But I mean, I I do farmer outreach. Uh, I work with chefs sometimes and I'll connect the farmers with the chefs. Uh, I mean, uh, in the winter, I just travel all over the place like crazy because it's when the farmers have some time to go to conferences. And so I sit at my little table and give out the tattoos and Mm -hmm. tell them about the program. Um,
2: Well, so as you're talking to these farmers, is there some kind of common thread amongst them that seems to worry them for like the future of their farm?
3: Well, I mean, I think that they're. I mean, everyone in general is worried about the economy, mm-hmm. but um, I think that they're. I think they're starting to have a, see a shift. I mean, the direct marketers that, have, and when they're in the niche market, they. I think they're, they're still, you know, gaining some success, especially, like, working with Animal Welfare Approved. They're, you know, they're getting more and more customers. And
1: It almost seems that they would do better working with Animal Welfare Approved because of the niche market, and it's like there's guaranteed sales there. People are looking for this, and if, if you're not Animal Welfare Approved, I can imagine you just getting lost in a sea of other kind of substandard productions, you know?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think so. It definitely sets them apart. Um, and we One of the things we do is we send them a farmer's market sign. Mm-hmm. So they can really, you know, it's proud to be animal welfare proof. So it's this big orange sign that you mm-hmm. can't miss. And Gray's and Angus Acres at the green market said that, uh, you know, Dan Gibson said that people, it, it, the increase in customers was you know, immediate That's when you put up that sign. Wow.
2: Amazing. Um, so... Um I guess I also wanted to ask so you're talking to chefs too does that mean you're kind of a marketing arm as well like do you help hook up these farmers with the chefs so that the chefs can buy direct from these farmers
3: I mean, certainly, I, I don't know, if it's an official thing that we do, but I, I no. do reach out to farmers like at the Taste of Green Market, you know, I mean, t- sorry, to chefs, you know, I'd meet the chefs and say, you know, we've got these products. If you're interested, we can tell you about the farms and then they can say, yeah, exactly what sort of products they're looking for. Because then the restaurant goes in the database and then we'll profile the chefs. And so it's good for them, too. It's not just.
1: Sure. So you're just making networks kind of even unintentionally sometimes, I assume.
3: Yeah, I guess
2: yeah, so. That's cool. It, it makes the job interesting, certainly. Definitely. Well, it sounds like you wear a lot of hats. I mean, you say you travel all winter long. I mean, where are some of the places you've been as of recently?
3: Uh, well, I went up to. Uh, I was in Vermont, in Fairley, Vermont. Uh, for the Vermont Grazing Conference, which is great, especially because there were some farmers that were animal approved. I didn't realize they were going to be there, like Macbrook Farm. So it was great to see them. And they're tweeting. So I was like, hey, you're tweeting. Wow. You're tweeting. Well,
2: let's uh, tweet back at each other. Yeah, we,
3: we tweet about being at the conference together. It's all it's so silly, but it actually gets the word out. Yeah, for sure. Um, who else? Oh, then I went to the Field and Fork network conference i saw patrick there i didn't yeah. realize he was going to be there yeah he was up in buffalo you spoke at that no yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah i was late because my plane was delayed <laughs> for two hours but i caught the tail end of what that's he was saying Fun. yeah <laughs> i got i got stuck there i don't know if oh i think patrick drove though yeah just <laughs> messing for a ride <laughs> i know next time jump in the car um where else have i been i oh, I, I go out to the west coast too so i was um in washington and stanwood washington wow. and uh, so and they're like what why did you come all the way out here? Because it's only a day long conference, you know. So mm. it's kind of sometimes you have to figure out whether or not it's worth it. But
2: I mean, you're always meeting new people, and they're learning who you are, and I think that's is most important. You know, I mean, that's why I'm going back to George Organics this year. I met so many you know friendly faces and I learned so much at all those seminars I mean and just the people that attend them and talking to them after and seeing you know what some of their problems are or how we can connect them to other people in their area that's really what it's all about in this as he said niche market that we're all a part of so it really is important that we all continue to to go visit these places
1: do you get a chance to visit any of the farms as well
3: (laughs) Not as much as I would like. Um, if, if we have some sort of event, a farm tour, we did a farm tour over the summer in North Carolina. Um, or if we have press that wants to see a farm, then okay. like I, I got to go up to the Stewart family farm last year, which is gorgeous. And where's that? Uh, it's in uh, Bridgewater, Connecticut.
2: And what do they raise? That's pretty, pretty close to here.
3: Uh, Grass fed cattle. Wow, and they're they're working with um uh, Dixon's Farm Stand oh, right cool. now. I'm not sure if they're I'm not sure if their meats ready, but I know that they've connected and hopefully though
1: Dixon Farm Stand Meats also a sponsor at Heritage oh, Radio Network. Yeah, yeah. Good. we're I
2: didn't all even realize well that. connected. Very. Um,
1: um, let's take a quick break though. I want to come back and maybe talk more about the farms that you guys work with. Um, you're listening to the Farm Report on the Heritage Radio Network. Live, at- right back. to the Farm Report. There are notebooks being dropped. <laughs> and I still have an adorable kitten on my lap, which is always nice. The fire is burning out here at Roberta's 261 Moore Street. We uh, are engineered and produced by Nat Wiener in the booth by himself.
2: A.K.A. Rec Tech.
1: A.K.A. Space Disease. So uh, we are here with Bridget Sweeney of American... Oh, I did it again. Animal <laughs> Welfare Approved. And uh, we were we were kind of talking a bit about what they do and uh, what what makes the standard so good and desirable. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the farms you guys work with. I know you were telling me over the break mostly you guys are southeast right now.
3: Well, we're in the. I mean, we're all over. Mm-hmm. We have probably have the highest number in the southeast right now. And um, I mean, we're growing in the northeast and and actually out west we're growing too. We just uh, certified the largest uh, raw milk dairy in the United States, uh, Organic Pastures Dairy, oh, which we're awesome. really excited about. So they're in they're in the Whole Foods up and down throughout uh, California, which is That's great. That's pretty huge. In Do you top. know where that farm is located? You know, I'm not sure which part of California they're in, but it's Organic Pastures. Yeah,
2: they must be pretty big if they're able to supply uh, like that many Whole Foods in e- California. Yeah,
3: well, I mean, it's the largest raw milk, so.
1: So Whole Foods does carry the animal welfare-approved... Um, meats and where can you find them?
3: Well, uh, if you go on our database, we have a button that says, you know, to find the Whole Foods products because um, you you won't necessarily see the label on the products. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we have a list of the farms in each uh, city. Each Whole Foods is listed and you ask for those farms in that city. And uh, so they'll give you the animal welfare approved product that way.
1: Awesome. It's a really cool idea to think about. Farms instead of brands, you know, like following a farm instead of following a brand or name that could magically come from anywhere. It's 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 a cool trend that we definitely want to promote here. So, I mean, uh,
2: when you go into a restaurant and you see, you know, like Norton Farm Berkshire or, you know. It's just something like that. It's just, you know where your food's coming from. You don't even need to go in. I mean, some people love to go into the kitchen and talk to the chef and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And that's not always possible. So now these chefs are like, well, I'm not scared to tell you where my food comes from because it's traceable. So why don't I just print it on the menu tonight? Right. Bam. Exactly. I mean, that's what we are all hoping to uh, to see when we go to restaurants.
1: Yeah, I know lately now, I've anywhere, anywhere I go, I, I try to ask the waiter uh, if, They know where the meat comes from. And you'd be so surprised when they're like, you know what? I don't. Let me find out. They come back without an answer. Yeah. It's ah, frustrating. And
2: the best part is when friends go to restaurants that, you know, because we all love to talk about what we do because we're so proud, you know, to be able to do something that's like really, in the words of Slow Food, good, clean, and fair to talk about, you know, our jobs. So friends of mine are going to restaurants and, you know, saying, Oh that, that that suckling pig Do you happen to know What breed it is And the waiters Look at them And they're like uh, Yeah Berkshire And then the person Saying it's able go Did it come from Heritage Foods By any chance And the the, the waiter will go How did you know that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I mean You know It's great It's just something That we uh, we hope Continues to grow
1: Yeah I mean I feel like it's our Responsibility to kind of Put the pressure On the restaurateur, Especially Yeah And I'm sure you guys Are right in line With that Trying to promote And and it's like I said, it's cool now. And that's what's most important is it's becoming cool. And once once that happens, they don't care because they just want their bottom line to be met. And if if carrying the AWA stamp of approval is going to make more people come to their restaurant, some people at the end of the day might just care about that. And everybody wins then
3: oh yeah I mean I'm dying for them all to be listing the farms that are out for food yeah. on their menus I mean obviously putting the logo on would be really nice but yeah. I think we're
2: far away away especially from that especially with some of these right. restaurants that are paying top top dollar for some of these products because yeah. you have to admit some of these meats do cost more money because of all the extra effort that these farmers are putting into what they're feeding them how much longer they're letting them live and all the production and the processing you know charges are more expensive because of how right. humanely and you know well um, you know safe. Save some
1: money, you know, opt out of the white tablecloth and and make it look a little homier. And I think at the end of the day, people want to eat good
2: food. Yeah, like for real, I'm I'm with you there. And yeah. hopefully, using the whole animal too,
3: that would cut some of those costs. I mean. We've-
2: We've definitely all here noticed an increase in awful cuts and uh, Mm -hmm. lower cuts, you know, I mean lower cuts You can do so many. What do you mean by awful cuts?
1: I I haven't heard that awful. Oh, 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 yeah, go for it Yeah,
2: I mean awful is like, you know um, Like head I mean, stuff like that Um, Cool, you know, you make head cheese out of it organ meats you do something with liver I mean you make patés you Mm -hmm. you just do crazy stuff that you never knew, you know that this came from a Mm -hmm. certain part of the inside of the pit Until someone tells you. Last
1: last week I had a pig face at Roberta's and it was delicious.
2: Yeah, I mean, you should go, I mean, spot a pig in New York City, literally half a pig on a plate. Wow. Have a pig's head on a plate, I mean. Wow. Yeah, that's the presentation. Wow. And it's awesome.
1: (laughs) It's really cool, yeah.
2: But um, anyway, um, I guess what else right now? Um, Do we have anything exciting coming up soon? Is there anywhere that you're going that you're looking forward to? Well, again, Emily is going to be at the Georgia Organics Conference, so awesome. I'll make sure did. to go say hi to her down there. Look for her,
3: and I'm going to be at the small uh,
2: farm conference in
3: California and San Diego at the end of the month. So I'll be cool. tabling and seems like there's high. a
1: lot of these conferences going on lately.
2: And, oh yeah, tons. I mean, has it always been this way, or do you think there's been like a? I mean, do you know that there's been like more increase of these? You know, conferences because of just the importance of knowing the safety. You know, with the, the, the safety issues of our food supply. I mean, I think that there must be, I mean, you know, the Brooklyn Food Conference last year, that was their
3: first one, and that was huge, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully that's going to happen again, and yeah, I mean, I got into this not realizing it would be trendy, and all of a sudden, yeah, you, you yeah. know, it's a very popular thing to be Which must in. be
1: frustrating, but, you know, good at the same time. Uh,
3: no, it's, I mean, it's good for us, right. because, I mean, if, you know, if consumers are looking for it, that's, that's the biggest thing that's going
2: to make farmers want to apply.
1: It's definitely not a bad trend. Yeah, mm-hmm. some I mean, bad trends, this is not one of them.
2: And it's... Definitely, I don't even think I would want to call it a trend. I would want to call it a movement, a a revolution. I mean, I went to school. I I finished my bachelor's at NYU in the food studies department. And the first people we learned about were Alice Waters and Carlo Petrini. Mm. And those two names got me to where I am today because I understood and I appreciated the values and ethics and the mission statements of both of their, you know, restaurants and, you know, restaurants. organizations right. and you know it's just spreading the good word we're, we're doing good things We're we're talking with real people that work real hard to provide us with something that's superior in quality to those people that really don't want to abide by the the standards and morals ethics and protocols that you know you Amer- animal welfare approved and you know places like you know heritage foods usa you know the things that we um you know bestow upon our producers
1: yeah Absolutely. Um, it's been awesome. I really appreciate you coming down here to Bushwick. It's nice to have an in-studio guest, and uh, we totally want to give shout-outs to all the farmers that are going ahead and getting approved, because it is important. Yeah, and
2: follow follow Bridget yeah. um, and Animal Welfare Approved on Facebook. What's they, the
1: Twitter address they can follow uh, you
2: we're at? We're AWA Approved a
1: w a approved at twitter and we'll make sure to get that on the tag cloud and facebook they can just search for animal welfare approved
2: mm-hmm. and fan yeah yeah awesome. they update all the time constantly yeah, so you'll learn a lot
1: and this is uh, i want to remind everybody it's not so hard i mean maybe once upon a time it might be really difficult to find where your food's coming from but you can just go to whole foods and ask for these farms or,
3: it, yeah. And go to the database and look for the, you know, the farmer's markets and the restaurants. Right. and And any of the farmers that are selling directly as well, you can find them that way.
2: Yeah. And that was www.com animalwelfareapproved.org where you could um, find that place where you could just enter in where you live and boom, it'll all come up right there.
3: Oh, and one more thing. If you know of a great farm, we have a suggestive farm feature on the website so you can put them in that way or if you're a farmer listening, please apply. It's really easy to apply online. Yes.
2: It's just we'll an added benefit done. to the product that you're producing that we all know you're working really hard to get to us. So thank you again, everyone, for listening. Um, every Wednesday, live at 5, the Heritage Farm Report, broadcasting out of uh, the back of Roberta's at 261 More Street. And um, here we are.
1: We'll check you next week. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Bridget. Thanks,
2: guys.